Hey there, and welcome to another episode of What You Know About Real Estate. I'm Kimmy Ott. And I'm Rachel Lopez. And we are realtors with Latitude 58 Real Estate Group here in Juneau, Alaska. Rachel, what's on the docket today? Today we have episode four Woo! featuring our very first guest. Kimmy, would you like to announce our guest? Our very first semi-human guest <laughs> is Victor Banizak with VRB Construction. <laughs> Thank you for being here and Welcome. taking a chance on us. And Thanks for having me. Taking time out of your busy day. Yeah, no problem. It's really fun to do this stuff, reach out to the community like this. Yeah. We, we do have five listeners. Thank you. Yes. Um, and all five, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, Victor? All right. So I was born and raised in Southeast Alaska. Um, I grew up in Haines. Uh, my, f my father and I had a flooring business, and we used to travel around the states getting certified and everything you can get certified in. And he was always very set on doing everything properly and proper training and all that. So that's tended to carry over about 17 or 18 years old. I had chronically pain, chronic pain in my knees and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't hardly walk up a set of stairs without pain. So anyway, I decided to switch to construction. I went through the four years of training and became a journeyman, ran crews for various uh, builders and then started my own company in 2003 and the rest is history. This makes sense to me. Bad knees become a builder. That sounds right. It also explains why we thought you were an old man every time we <laughs> talked <laughs> to you on the phone. Oh, gosh. What's wrong? He's so grumpy. He's broken all the time. We oh, assumed you were at least 55 till you came walking through the door. We thought, oh, you're pretty young. Okay. My actual yeah. age versus how I feel. <laughs> right? <laughs> Here you Okay. We did have two questions come in. Maybe we can start with those. Yeah. Um, the first question came in from a client here in Juneau who has purchased land and is actively searching for a builder. And they wanted to know what makes you stand out from other builders. Um, I would say what makes me stand out, number one, is uh, my devotion to quality, um, sometimes to a fault. Many times I'll go in and I'll see certain finishes and I'm, I'm not happy with them. And it'll, it'll cost me money, but I'll say that's not good enough. We'll pull it out and we'll redo it if I have to. Um, the other thing that probably would help make me stand out is the list of clients that I have since 2003 that all want to call me back. And it's just, it's a, it's an active pursuit of high quality work. It's not something that just happens. You have to pursue it. So you are you one of those ones? This is because my husband, husband grew up building, building houses in Washington and he will walk through a house in Juneau and his favorite line is, wow, whoever did this should have their hands cut off. <laughs> are you one of those? <laughs> Uh, it's hard not to notice bad work. <laughs> I have to say it is hard not to notice, but I just try to be quiet. And the worst thing is, is when I walk into home, homes that have been remodeled, you know, it's like freshly remodeled. And a lot of times it's people that don't either don't have the skill or it's somebody that maybe a little bit of homeowner work. And I'm like, it's nice. <clears throat> and then that's where it stops. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he hasn't been to my house. I don't know if he's talking about me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, well, that's good. I think everybody likes quality. And I think we can all agree, as people who live here, it's there's a need for quality work all around. Mm -hmm. I think the Home Depot DIY movement was probably one of the worst things to hit l the home builder yeah, yeah, totally. agenda. It, it can be, yeah, it, it's a lot of do-it-yourself. Or one of my jokes I always tell my customers is, oh, yeah, I can, I can help you do that, but I have to go get the book the Home Depot book that teaches you how to do it first. <laughs> and I just get this blank stare, and they're like, really? I'm like, uh, that was a joke, kind of. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> we appreciate your humor. Yeah. We, like we it. get it. Yeah, totally. 
Okay, so I'm going to do it like this. Every, um, I would say 90% of the clients I have after I show them a dozen homes in Juneau, they're, they're, they accept, okay, next step. I would like to explore building. Do these people call you? They can. Do you mean, do you mean, is that would be the next step or? Well, I mean, I help us direct them. I mean, let's start with land. So what? if we have a client who's like, I have land, I want to build. Do we call you? What's the next step? The next step would be what I recommend is whether or not I'm the builder or not. The next step is finding or having a set of plans drawn that will work for that lot because it's kind of hard to do if it's just a, a, a flat lot with a front-facing orientation, then it's no problem. But if you have people who have a, a, a lot that goes down a hill or yeah. has to have a daylight basement or has to have retaining walls, it's really important to have it probably drawn for the site. And so that's step one. Step two would so be this permitting. Is, so that's a really good place to start. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Yeah. But like this is a common question. So I have a gal who wants to build right now too. And so we've been talking to a, a different, more generic builder who does a lot of everything. But I know that not every contractor is the same. So if I have a lot and I call you, are you? can you help me with dirt work? Can you help me with plans or what? if it's not one of those more generic builders um, that does it all, like what's the process for that? What are you going to tell me to do? So I, I could do that. Um, I've done this a number of times where it kind of, I, I went through the process with customers and then they found out they couldn't afford it and then you lose the job. Every anyway. time, every time. Yep. Yep. It's, and it, it gets, it's a little bit painful. However, one of the reasons why I was going to say is if people wanted to hire me to do their work, one of my, the other side of the quality, other than the quality is the relationship I like to build with my clients. I end up with, I mean, not always like good friends, but we always, you know, we could have a beer together after. And that's when the project's said and done. And most of my clients really enjoy that after the fact. And so the bottom line is, is I would, I develop a relationship with these people. I help them through the, through the, the steps. Um, the dirt work, I try to line up somebody that I have. I give them two or three people. A lot of times my guys are so busy that I'll call around. And I, I just, my job is to make people's lives less stressful. I always tell my clients, let me take on the stress. Just answer the questions I have, but don't stress about You're it. taking all of our lines, Victor. I know. It's <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> same, same. Right? Yeah. Wait, wh what do you mean by dirt work? Does that mean clearing the lot? It could be clearing the lot. It could be just digging out the foundation, running water and sewer. If it's a developed lot, it's going to have water and sewer to it. If it's undeveloped, it could have trees on it. It couldn't. It might not even have a road into it. And so that would be all kind of under the – would be Cost. The right. Cost, yep. So that's something that you would – contract out then yeah we don't do our own i mean i do some smaller projects but if it's bigger i i don't have the time i mean my skill level is building not i mean that's fair doing dirt work that's fair yeah how big is your crew um my crew varies obviously it's pretty standard you know between four and maybe seven or eight guys and so okay. the last couple of years i had three full crews going but you know you get burned out and people leave and they move on it's a pretty high turnover rate um, mm -hmm. i've got my basic crew that's been with me for a number of years and then i've got the the periphery, the, the laborers and the apprentices that tend to cycle out more. Okay, so here's what most of my clients say. They say they want at least an acre. They want privacy. They don't need a whole lot of house. And that's all they give me. And then they want a price and a timeline. How do you respond to that? Uh, Juno's a tough place for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's not really a lot of land. And if, if it's available, many times it's it's not the easiest lot to build on. It's skinny. It's a substandard size. It's hard to get what you want. 
there are a few of those obviously but they're just challenging to build on a steep hill and i've seen lots of it for sale that are basically you're buying a cliff it's like i'm not sure i, I wouldn't want to build on that you could have two hundred fifty thousand dollars just in site prep before you even bring a two by four to the job you know or there's those lots out on Lena that the city was auctioning that have an easement running directly through the middle of them, oh, yeah. going downhill. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a lot of work. Those are big lots, and yeah, it takes a lot of dirt work, a lot of logging. Those mm. are costs that people aren't aware of sometimes. So when you're looking at like, okay, for let's just, oh, sorry, <laughs> stupid microphone. So when you're looking at, okay, um, let's say it's like a relatively ish flat lot. In the Salmon Creek area, there's some up there that are available. So what, I mean, I know you said you don't do dirt work, but like, let's just ballpark it. What would you say that it would cost to develop something like that for someone who wants to build? Um, I can tell you, I had a lot that was just solid, just it was marsh, basically. Got my core permit. It cost me about $50,000 just to clear it out, put, I brought in about 200 loads of fill, Mm -hmm. um, put a little road into it and that was 50 grand and that included the water and sewer. Mm -hmm. Um, not set. And that's just, yeah, that's just city water, city and, water sewer. and sewer. Yep. As soon as you put a, um, a septic system in the quotes I've been getting are between 22 and $25,000 for a septic system. Hmm. Yeah. I, I almost bought a home and we had to replace the septic system and it was almost a $30,000 bid to yeah. replace it. It w because there, I mean, when you get into that realm of stuff too, it's not just like replacing an existing septic system too. You have to think about like, oh, how good is the leach field, and can yeah. you put in a new one? And if you can't put in a new one, then what? And what do you do? Yeah, and yeah. You're dealing with trying to get rid of all that bad waste, you know, the gross, you know, organics and stuff. Um, and so it, it can be challenging to demo one and then put another one. If you're putting a brand new one in it, they just dig a hole, stick it in, engineer mm -hmm. it properly. But yeah. So if you're not, uh, if you're from out of town, Fritz Cove, out the road, those are generally septic mm -hmm. areas. Correct. And then is, is North Douglas one? No, they're, they're sewer. All the way out? I can't confirm that right now. I just know I'm under contract one way out there and it's sewer. Oh, nice. So, so it must nice. be. Must yeah. Be, yeah. Okay. Cost per square foot building from scratch. Where are we at? Oh, gosh. <laughs> we talking about last September or today? No, today, we're, ta we're today. talking about today. So today as of like 12.23 p.m. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'll just keep interrupting myself because it's going to keep changing. <laughs> um, you know, I always said a custom home, you know, there's different qualities, different, it, you know, a straight house could be, you know, 190 a square foot. I built them for, as, of course, this was four or five years ago for as low as like 165, but Generally speaking, don't put hope in our no, hearts, no, no, Victor. No, no, no. no, this was, this <laughs> no was we're talking box. metal roof, you know, because when people build from scratch, they usually want the yep. higher. Yeah. Yeah. And this was this was just a box um, square, no corners, no nothing. It was just really easy. So I would say before it was between 200 and 225 a square foot. Now you're probably realistically looking at 250, 275 a square foot easily. That is not as bad as I thought you were going to say at all. I know. That's lower than the current market rate for existing i'm shocked i'm right completely shocked but i guess though you have to consider though that's just what your foundation up that's not your fifty thousand yeah, dollars lot prep okay. and potentially Still. your okay. twenty thousand dollars of septic buying yeah. your land okay right exactly and again that could just be a straight easy one-story house or whatever but as soon as you start getting into stepping up a hill dormers um funky you know decks and all that kind of stuff then you you start 
just cha-ching repeated. Okay. When you said deck, that reminded me. When people start asking for stuff, can we put a deck here? Can we put a pool here? Can we do this and that? What is your response typically? I don't know what a pool means. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say easy peasy lemon squeezy because that's what you had texted. And I thought that was awesome because every contractor and builder I've ever dealt with, any question I ask them, oh, can we do this here? Can we do that? Their response is, <sighs> I mean, no matter what we ask, they just seem really bent out of shape. You know what it is? I think most guys are just tired. They're just tired and they don't leave. But yeah, decks, all that stuff, it all has to do with, you know, what's underneath. I mean, we're looking at a humongous deck right now that literally just was falling off the house and it's humongous, huge. Um, and so we got to get underneath there, crawl down the cliff, try to put foundations in again to keep from doing it again. But you can do anything. It's just, it would be per situation, basically. I'd want to look at it, just really quote it out. Okay, and that seems like a standard so answer. So I, I wanted to kind of rewind a little bit because we kind of skipped over this. So I know every builder is different. So, okay, so we talked about, like, I have my lot. We talked about price per square foot and everything. But what in the middle there, okay, between, like, lot development and where does my – how do I find my my house plan? What do I yes, do? Thank you. What yes. do I do there? Online where? Yeah. So there are sites you can just Google online, and there's a number of them. Um, many times they don't work, and so there's a couple of builders in this town. I mean, sorry, uh, uh, architects in this town that do really great. There's some of the bigger ones, and then there's some smaller ones too. I don't know if you guys want to talk about names or whatever, but anyway, it's uh, – Name drop. Name do drop. it. So do it. Rick Thibodeau uh, with DesignWorks has done a ton of work for me, tons of work. Is it is it Thibodeau it or is. is it Thibodeau? It's Thibodeau. I actually asked them directly. Okay. Yeah, are I there could, two different? Are there two different families in town? There may be, but I know that that the Thibodeau family, um, with all the uncles and then the mm-hmm. whatever sons and nep- nieces and nephews and all that. This was a hot item of debate the other night in was our it? office. Yeah. Really? So Rick, I'm could you call in <laughs> or email us with the pronunciation? Thank you. That'd be great. Yeah, but he's done some some uh, real simple stuff. He's really, really. Um, he's very just just easy going great to work with but he can also draw one that i did a few years ago that was like 350 dollars a square foot and it was built like a bat wing it had to fat fit on a triangular shaped lot with basically it was like roofs going everywhere split valleys bisected in the middle another one coming off of the other side it was really difficult build but who was who was building i know this i want to see this house like, where Bat is cave? this i know that's another episode maybe we can get a tour yeah it's, yeah it's, it's across from the Northern Light United Church across the river from it. If you look across from the parking lot, you can see it. It's right across from Gold Creek, and it's oh. it was complicated build. Yeah. yeah, we did a we. Lo- I love that one. It's beautiful. Do builders like complicatedness, or do you like to build boxes? Um, it depends on who it is. <laughs> I like complicated because <laughs> it sets me apart. Yeah, and we can do it. Yeah, I like that answer. Okay, one of the other questions I get all the time from people is, "What about a tiny home?" And then they look into shipping it up here, and it seems to not be worth it. What, but what about building one? Is that something you would do? So the issue with building a tiny home is with the cost you get, with the cost you have in the lot, the site prep, do you really want to put a you know, 16 by 16 home on a $250,000 developed lot? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. That's my opinion. This explains why we don't see a lot of them. I yeah. like that opinion. Okay. I had someone looking at literally a $250,000 lot out on Menpen, and he wanted to build a two-bedroom, two-bathroom little cabin. And I was like, why would you do that? Because you're never going to get right. your money back out of it. Exactly. And I, I mean, 
I, I apparently am in the business of talking people out of buying homes. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll say there's a market for, um, and this is, I think, an up and coming younger generation of more uh, sustainable living, low impact to the environment. Right. right yeah. Okay. Yeah. And maybe I would just direct those guys to condos or something, you know? See, I don't know. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we covered what to look for in land. Um, do you generally want people to already own their land before they contact you, or w will you work with them on finding a spot? It depends. We do a ton of custom remodel um, and some new. Um, we've done a, a few new homes, but it, they're all different. You know, and I, I have worked with people on their financing, and, you know, I actually have to apply to the bank as well. Of course, the banks know who I am now, so it's not really an issue, but you still have to apply. You still have to show all your credentials and what you've done and all that stuff. But um, anyway, yeah. Okay. So, and so in that regard, um, so would a buyer, are you one of those ones who could carry the construction loan or do, do you require that the buyer get their own construction loan? I haven't done that yet, but I'm actually working on, on the possibility of it. Oh, that's super I cool. Have my own, uh, I've got my own stuff going, and sometimes it's hard to tie up multiple properties simultaneously. Sure. <laughs> if you're made of money, it might be fine, but fortunately, I'm a working man, so. Right. <laughs> well, and that comes back to, I think, there's two reasons people don't build. One is cost. The other is timeline. So what can people expect timeline-wise? I usually say probably about eight months, roughly, for a, for a build, If you know, depending on how crazy it is. If it's really crazy, it could be more than that. It could be 12 months. But seven to nine months is realistic for a house. That seems that doable. Seems pretty reasonable. Sometimes it takes that long. That's, to but that's it, if their lot is cleared and prepped and ready for you to just pour Correct. a foundation. Correct. Okay. okay. Good clarification. So, how long does it take to clear and prep a lot? Um, sometimes it takes longer to get on someone's schedule than it does for them to actually do the work. If it's clearing that's and actually answer. like digging it out, it could be it could be two months or a month oh. and a half if they're having yeah. to haul stumps, digging it out doing the logging and a lot of times like i said it has to do with can you get that logger to come out and do it and it may be well i'll get you you know next month the end of next month mm -hmm. and that's kind of the issue is it's not how long the work takes it's the spaces in between right that can take up as much time as the actual work itself do you recommend soil samples or any of those other kind of efforts before building if it's a good dirt work guy he'll dig down and he'll see what's there and that's really important you don't want to build on something soggy if there's a lot of overburden or deep nasty clay or you know, a terrible or organic substrate, you want to make sure you dig down through that and then put whatever you want to do. You can put uh, geotextile cloth and then bring in what I did at my place was it was wetland. So I dug down geotextile cloth. I put about three or four feet of shot riprap in there and I capped it with two feet of pit run, which is just gravel, sand and gravel. And then that gave me my five feet of really, really firm substrate. My house doesn't have one crack in it. I feel like everything you just said was in Chinese. I'm I so know. Sorry. I was you, just about that, to say, though. like, I can, I can go. Slower. I, I like. I think I live right across the street from you, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can okay. you please come look at my, uh, yeah. my foundation? So basically, <laughs> organics means leaves, peat moss, stuff that can't support a house. So you dig down until you get basically to good solid gravel, stone, things like that. Then, <clears throat> if it's if it's really wet, we'll put this this fabric down that keeps them from mixing keeps the clay and stuff from oozing up and then shot rock basically is basically literally exactly what it is it's just dynamited rock and it's it could be boulders you know anything from you know the six inch to 12 inch minus you know and it's just big giant boulders that stuff is really structurally stable so you lay that down and it locks it in it cr basically creates a level and then and then you come on top but it's really really hard to build on that because you can't 
drive a foundation stake into a two-foot boulder. What I hear you say is you can build anywhere. You, you just have build. to do it right.